Hello, everyone. Welcome inside the home office. I'm Craig D'Amico, and this is NEC Now. And today I'm joined by the head men's tennis coach for Bryant University, Ron Gendron. Ron, thanks so much for taking some time to join us today. Thanks for having me. Now, but before we get into anything else, uh, you know, let, let's just talk about life for a second. How are you doing? How's the family? How are things going over there in Rhode Island? Uh, my family's fine. My, uh, my, so my, daughter, my oldest daughter is a sophomore at Bryant. Um, she's home. Uh, my youngest daughter's in eighth grade. She's home as well. Um, and, uh, well, actually ninth grade made a mistake there. Uh, my wife is a uh, middle school teacher and she's home with the three of them, um, pulling her hair out. Good, good to hear that everybody's doing all right though. Everyone's, everyone's fine. And I'm fortunate I get to go to work every morning and, uh, get a little taste of normalcy, but you know, I, I miss my guys. I'm not going to lie. Now, now you're you're still going to work, so unlike a lot of people who are stuck at home in, in all this, you're not having a chance to do any like binge watching or you know any, anything like that in your free time. Oh man, I've watched so much Netflix. <laughs> I ripped through Ozarks in like five days. Uh, I, I've I've been watching my fair share of TV. Now, the the reason why we're chatting here mostly is because this weekend would have been the annual NEC Tennis Championships, our favorite weekend. Uh, at Mercer County Park here in New Jersey. So uh, instead of that, though, given the current climate, Coach, what what, are, what is on your plans this weekend instead? Well, I'm refurbishing my office at the gravel bank and uh, probably going to get a little bit of sand sales because we're getting a little bit of a snowstorm here. So um, I'm just going to go to work Saturday, go home and spend time with my family on Sunday. I mean, family is great, but still not as much fun as, as playing tennis, uh, you know, at Mercer County Park. Yeah, you guys have had some great memories over the last six years with six championships. When you think back to some of the, the tennis championships of years past, what are some of the memories that stand out to you? Um, definitely the, the one that sticks out the most was Oliver coming back down 4-1 in the third set. Looked like we were out with the match tied 3-all. Um, Oliver Welsh, epic, epic comeback. Um, that one sticks out. Uh, the Zach Morris third set blitzing of Wally when he just uh, destroyed him. I think it was 6-0 or 6-1. Uh, probably the best set of singles I've ever seen uh, uh, Zach play. Um, you know, and, and the one that I remember the most is the one we lost. Uh, the, the first, first one, one in, in our run where we lost 4-3 to FDU. And, um, you, you know, uh, there, there were some strange uh, NEC rules. And, and due to my lack of experience and preparation, um, I wasn't prepared for a, a bathroom break taken by the FDU player at a pivotal time. And there was no point penalty assessed. You know, and I let that get to me. and. And, uh, you know, that really, that taught me a lot about how I need to prepare every time that we show up for every match, not just uh, uh, a final. And I, and I put that loss squarely on my shoulders. Um, but, you know, is it, it, there's so many fond memories there, um, good and the bad. Um, I, I learned a lot about college tennis, those, those very special days in Mercer County. And uh, I, I miss it a great deal. But we'll be back.
One thing that stands out to me from that first year was your players getting that that runner-up trophy. Uh, they kind of had the attitude like, yeah, we're, we're not going to be getting that many of these runner-up trophies going forward, and you haven't. And I think you, you, you took on some of the responsibility. But I think a lot, you, your players kind of took, took it to heart as well to, to come back that next year. Oh, Dana was enraged. I, yeah. Dana's, Dana's still mad, you know, and, um, <laughs> and that's what makes him a bulldog, you know. And, and, you know, he's been a big part of our team this year. And, you know, what I really feel bad about this year's team is um, there are a couple things about this year that were very special. A, we had lost Mike Plute, Art Jakubowski, Matt Kuar, and they, they played such big roles in that championship run. They were such big personalities and great players, you know, and this group really took it upon themselves to really work harder than any team we've ever had because they didn't want to be the one that dropped the ball. And, you know, this year was very special. We had a couple of really good out-of-conference wins. We had a great win over Georgia Southern. We had a um, really good early win against Lamar. We had a great schedule. The team was fit and strong. Um, and then we had a great win over probably the best FDU team I think I've ever seen. I think that, that Jeff's done an outstanding job. He clearly had the freshman of the year this year. If there was a freshman of the year, uh, that young man's a hell of a tennis player, and I'm excited he's in the NEC. Jeff clearly was the coach of the year. He had done a great job. He, he, he narrowed the gap. He caught up with us, you know. Um, but I think our player – who was the player of the year, uh, Wilson took it to that freshman on a big day. Um, and then Guido stepped up um, and beat another very good player, Medi. Um, you know, that was just a great match. You know, we saw some brilliant play out of a lot of kids. Uh, Yvonne for FDU has had a spectacular year. You know, and, and I mentioned these kids, you know, because I, I, I think that they're getting – due to no fault of their own or the conferences, you know, they're getting slighted, you know, and, um, you know, Jorge for us, Nick for them, another great match. Uh, Nick Lorenz played outstanding. Um, you know, it was just a great match and probably what would have been, I think the best NEC final um, as far as level of, of competitiveness you know, not to take away from any of the other ones. Like, I, I thought last year's match was great. Wagner came out and really pushed us. And, you know, their crowd was fantastic. Um, but I, I really think that this year's final, if FDU and Bryant would have been fortunate to get there, could have been the, the best one we would have seen in a while. Because I, I think those two teams are, are the best they've been in a while. And, and that, I believe, was the last match uh, that you guys had right before uh, things were paused. You guys were getting ready for matches, you know, that, that weekend uh, back there in March. But some of the guys that you just mentioned in particular, you know, it's not easy to replace a, a future NEC Hall of Famer like, like Matt Kuhar. But maybe it was easy for you guys because Wilson came in and has had a great year. You mentioned Guido was having a sensational senior season. You know, in, in particular for those two guys, what, what did you see out of them over the course of the year so far? Well, I don't, I don't think you can exclude Jorge in that list, too. Sure. Jorge, Jorge had an amazing season as well. Um, I think we saw maturity. I think that we saw the benefit of opportunity of getting in the lineup. You know, I mean, it's easier to replace the guys when you have guys behind them that can yeah. play. 
you know, it's hard to replace them when you don't have guys, you know, which is what FDU did. FDU went out and, and added some, some big players. You know, when you bring in a freshman and he plays one and you have a, a former guy like Nick who was a good one playing three or four, you know, it's, it's quite obvious that, that you've done some good coaching and recruiting. Um, but we've, we've maintained a steady supply of players and, you know, with a lot of good people behind us, Brian Lomax, Dana Parzielli, Zach Morris, you know, we have been fortunate to develop our freshmen and maybe they don't start, you, you know, I mean, I think if you go back and you look at the last seven years, we've benched an NEC all conference player every year. Yeah. I mean, I think that's my, my best stat, you know, that, that we've, we've actually benched. I mean, I don't know if there are many coaches that can say that, but they've benched an all conference player every year for six or seven years. And it's not that we've benched them. It's just that at that time, come the NEC final, we are playing our best lineup, period. There's no favoritism. We play the best player we have. And, it, you know, I, I, think, I, I think that if we had gotten to the final this year, you would have seen two um, of last year's all-conference uh, freshmen maybe not in the lineup, you know. Right. Maybe they would have been. Maybe they wouldn't have. But, you know, one for sure wouldn't have, you know. Um, and I think it's that selflessness. We know we have a large team um, that guys understand their role. They work hard. They prepare. And when the opportunity comes to get in a match, they're ready. You know, and, and I, I think that that's, that's been the benchmark of our success. Not, not having a great one, but having guys in those roles that can become great four, five, and sixes. You know, I mean, there's, there's always going to be a one. I mean, right. you know, a one doesn't win you a championship. No. Four, five, and six do. When, when things were stopped, again, conference play was just starting to, to get going. Um, when, when you had to have that conversation, when everything was handed down from the NCAA and the NEC that, you know, re rest of the spring is done, uh, what was that conversation like with your players? What were some of the emotions going on at first? You know, there really wasn't really wasn't much to say or do at that point. You know, we had we knew it was coming. We reached out to them the next day. We've been in touch, and you know, everyone's everyone's doing fine. You know, everyone's everyone's home. It was the right thing to do with their families. It's unfortunate none of them are getting to touch tennis ball, which is pretty painful for tennis players. Um, but I mean, that's the that's our reality for right now. And with any luck, we'll be playing tennis uh, the end of June, July, and hopefully getting ready for the fall season. You hope that. I mean, you talk about social distance. Tennis is one of the most social distance sports there is because you're on opposite sides of the court. So hopefully tennis could be one of the first ones back. Uh, although I know here in New Jersey, you know, we're not allowed to go to parks or anything like that. So hopefully as they start to ease the restrictions, tennis can be one of the first, uh, first sports out there. Yeah, we're, we're hopeful. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, when the governors say we can get back in the parks on the courts, um, I'm sure we'll go. You know, I mean, I, I would I would hope that tennis and golf are two sports that the NCAA decides to let go right away. Um, but, you know, I mean, they're they're doing the right thing. They, they have everyone's best interest at heart. And, you know, I, I think they're 
there are much bigger issues here than than tennis and golf right now and and hopefully hopefully we can all get back to normal sooner than later now, now switching gears a little bit now that i have you here in this setting i, I can ask you some questions i've always been wondering uh you know first as as a tennis coach um if, if we said to you you could only run like one two three drills at a practice what would be like your two or three go-to drills that you would run for a practice if you had to stick with those well all right clearly it would be for me it's serve return plus one so you have um server hitting a second serve the returner hitting an aggressive cross-court return and then the server hitting a forehand it has to be a forehand um then i would think the next drill would be a, a live ball again it would be a deuce point play so it would be a set play for um what is your favorite play your go-to play uh on a deuce point okay uh, two things that we practice quite a bit so that when those big moments, those deuce points, um, which are so critical in this format that we play, uh, come into play that you can turn your brain off and rely on a set play, something that, that you've practiced over and over and over again. And, and I make them practice it a lot. And, and, you know, sometimes I get a little bored with it, but, you know, too damn bad. You know, it's... <laughs> It's, pressure points you know, are the important points those you know I, I i'm the coach this is really not a democracy that's what we're gonna do <laughs> and if it were up to you though that would be the drill that you do uh for all time so uh i, I also i also wanted to ask pretty much you, it is <laughs> if uh if the ncaa came to you and said ron we're gonna let you change one rule about ncaa tennis it could be a, a gameplay rule could be a recruiting rule scheduling rule any type of rule what would be the one rule that you would change in NCAA tennis? I would make let's um, uh, like we, we play let's. I would have that throughout all the divisions. So okay, that why is there's, that? You know, when when Division One went to it, um, it was it was an interesting rule, and I I think that it's kind of cool. It speeds things up a little bit. You know, once you start doing it. You know, it's hard to go back the other way. I, I, I think it's pretty cool. And I like a little bit of chance. I like a little bit of luck. Like, I think it's, I think it's kind of cool. Now, at the moment, as we're speaking, there are no Bryant Bulldogs and there are no NEC tennis players, men's or women's at all, in the NEC Hall of Fame. Uh, Matt Kuhar, at some point over the next couple of years, most likely is going to change both those things. Um, what, what are some of the memories that stand out with him? Um, well, I, I mean, the recruiting process, I didn't really recruit Matt until, um, later in the game. Um, uh, I, obviously I'd known him his entire life He's in your own backyard. Yeah, pretty much. You know, and, and, uh, I, you know, his father and I had been friends for a long time. Um, I remember deadlining him and giving him a month to decide. And he sent me a wonderful letter. Uh, two and a half, three weeks into that month period, committing, and it, it, I still have it to this day. It was it was a very nice letter. Um, obviously, I, you know, I, I knew how great Matt would be, and we were very fortunate to have him. Um, uh, I think of Matt. I think of his redshirt year um, when uh, Max Vote stepped up and filled a role at one, moved from four to one. It was Matt's sen senior year. And, you know, Matt, 
Max, Max was a great student, an actuarial student, and his academics were very challenging. And we really didn't get to see how great of a tennis player Max was his sophomore junior year because he, he just had too much work. Right. But when, when Matt Kuhar went down, you know, I leaned on Max's vote and I said, Max, can you do this? Because I'm not going to redshirt him if, if we can't. And um, uh, Matt, uh, Max looked at me and said, Coach, I'll put the time in. I got this. And he had a brilliant year. I mean, he had a, just an outstanding year, filled the one spot, not only held it, but, but had a winning record. He was outstanding. Um, uh, obviously, the Oklahoma match for Matt when he blanked, you know, an ATP player, first set 6-0. We saw him, we saw the other kids smash a racket. And then, and then as Matt is going into the second set, you know, you know, because at the big time stadiums, they have beautiful scoreboards that are real time, you know, the coaches and I really tried to slow everything down to give Matt a chance to give him a chance to be the first NEC player to win a match at the NCAA tournament. And everybody slowed things down, started to make an extra ball. Time management was perfect. And then we saw something that's never happened in the NEC. We saw Michael Plute win a second set at the NCAA tournament. You know, I mean, I, I think Oklahoma was the, was the defending national champ or got into the finals the year before. That year they ended up losing in the Sweet 16. But, I mean, still, we're talking about, you know, the elite of the elite. Yeah. You know, and for that given moment on that given day, you know, we hung in there for about as long as you could, you know. And, um, you know, Matt giving the guys belief that they could do great things was just really special. And then, you know, and then this year, him inspiring them by not being there was yeah. truly special because they really didn't want to be the group that dropped it, you know. So, you know, every day I would push them and goat them and say, you guys don't want to, you know, I mean, we can't be the group that lost because Matt wasn't here, you know, and it was just, <laughs> you know, and it was just, you know, what an imprint he left on the program, you know, uh, you know, there's just so many fond memories and, you know, this is his home base. So we still see him, you know, he's around, he's training, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's just a, a great opportunity to have him come back and hop in one once in a while. It's just outstanding. And one of the truly great things about the Bryant program, all these guys that we're talking about from the last this run over the last six years, they they, they don't they don't leave. They still stick around. We see them all the time at the NEC tournament, and obviously during the year uh, up at your home court. So uh, it, it truly is a, a bulldog family. And, and 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 now looking forward to you know when we whenever we get back to tennis, hopefully 2021. Um, what, what's in store for the future of the, the Bulldog program? How do things look uh, going forward? Well, it, it is a family. I think we've had seven or six or seven sets of brothers play yeah. for us, which is really cool. I mean, right now we have Nick Lorenz on the team. Um, Mike Flute had just been around because he, he had done a grad school year at Bryant. Um, but uh, what's in store? We have a really nice recruiting class. Uh, we have a local boy. Uh, Separasi, who uh, is probably one of the most gifted players I've ever seen. If he, if we can get him to work a little bit harder, he's going to be special. Uh, we have two Diegos, 
as you know how I love to have guys with multiple names. Um, uh, one from Texas and one from uh, Peru. Uh, Diego from Texas is an outstanding doubles player, wonderful young man. Diego from Peru. Diego Serra, just an outstanding athlete. Um, clay court player, big, strong. I, I think he's going to – he should fill the role of, you know, the loss of Guido um, possibly in a couple of years. Uh, another freshman that we didn't get to see much this year was Teague Berger. Um, outstanding competitor. Probably, probably one of the chippiest players we've had since Dana Parzielli. Um, definitely of that caliber kind of uh, grittiness. Definitely is going to rattle some cages at the NEC tournament in the near future. So, I mean, our future's, our future's good, but we've seen Sacred Heart step it up a little bit. Um, we've seen uh, FDU, FDU definitely yeah. improve. Uh, so NEC men's tennis looks really pretty good. And, you know, we're going to have to wait another year to see how good it has gotten. I think that's when it's at its best, when it's, uh, you know, super competitive and you go into a weekend and you're not quite sure. You, th you think you know how it's going to go, but you're not 100% sure. I mean, that's when uh, we've seen those those four, three matches that you guys had those first couple of years. I mean, that's when it, it's been at its most fun. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's kind of fun to win four nothing. I, I'll take the four <laughs> nothing wins. All. Some of those four, three loss wins and loss have, you know, they've taken time from my life. I don't, I don't need that. I'll, I'd be happy. Fun is four Oh, as, as an observer, it's fun as the coach. I'm sure it's the complete opposite. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we saw a four Oh last year with Wagner that was a lot more competitive. And, Absolutely. you know, the, the thing is, like, a lot of those 4-0, 4-1 wins, you know, they're still very competitive. You know, when you get into a final, it's always competitive. It's, I mean, there are the very team. few times. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I would say probably two years ago may have been the least competitive of the bunch, and even that was very competitive. Because you're only going to, you know, if you take the doubles point, then you're only going to get the three matches that are up. Those other three matches, you could be losing. Right. And, and it never gets recorded, which is usually they're either losing or they're close. You know, so, you know, I mean, it's uh, – they're always competitive and they're always fun. And before I let you go, I do have to ask about this. I'm, I'm a big follower of yours on social media. And, and one of the things I noticed is, is the, the Gendron bunny that was on Instagram, uh, especially here over Easter. All right. Well, well let's, let's break that down. It, it is not the Gendron bunny. Okay. It is, it is now, but that was the team bunny. Okay. I had to adopt the team bunny when the boys were sent home. So the, the bunny is just an abandoned bunny that uh, has taken over my house. And quite frankly, he's a terrorist. He is, he <laughs> is ferocious. Oh, he's brutal. He's brutal. Boots is his name and, and he's a monster. <laughs> well, God, God, God bless you for taking care of that bunny. And, and uh, man, it, well, taking on that challenge. And, you know, usually when we have these interviews this time of year after it's done, you go off and they give you a trophy. Unfortunately, we don't have a trophy for you this time at the end of our interview, but uh, if all goes well, hopefully we could meet up again in person next year this time, Mercer County Park, New Jersey, and, you know, try to battle for that, that trophy again next year. Well, you know, trophies are nice. And, and 
But right now what's important is our guys are all healthy. NEC tennis is, is going to be just fine. The, and, um, you know, hopefully the presidents all make the, the right choice, a well-educated decision. And with luck, we'll be playing tennis in the fall. Absolutely. Coach, thank you so much for your time. Be well, be safe. And, uh, and thank you so much for joining us here on NEC Now. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Stay safe. You too. Thank you.